0: Those type of things just really help me lock in you know, more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career.
1: Good evening, locksmiths, lock dogs, lock cats, lock people of all ages genders everybody except for cowboys fans we're super excited to have you along we're back we are back with the podcast we missed you guys you know i feel like we've been kind of dissipating or distancing ourselves dissipating i don't know what that even has to do with anything but i feel like we're distancing ourselves from you guys and i miss you guys so we're excited to be back i know i, I was uh absent for the last podcast i was actually busy in one of the worst states of all time, Florida. I know our Florida listeners aren't going to be too happy about that, but I had to go to some spring training, watching baseball, watching a real sport. You know, we only have NBA on right now. So I had to, you know, get my fix of a real sport in, but um, a very eventful weekend, just in the sense of our, our own personal lives, which, you know, you guys don't give a fuck about, but I, I had to, I had to talk to Spaz real quick and he had maybe the most eventful weekend of all time Spaz. Why don't you break it down for us?
0: I love how you're saying that when you were down in spring training, uh, watching some (laughs) great things happen. But yeah, last (laughs) night, this is a true story. I was uh, at my buddy's watching selection Sunday. I was stone cold sober. It was about 8 PM. I'm driving home. I get hit by a drunk driver His passengers bail out of the car and leave. And uh, the dude tried fleeing the accident. However, his vehicle would not start, but that's a lesson to, if you're ever watching selection Sunday, always go to the casino
1: after and don't go home because if I would have went to the casino, I wouldn't have got a car crash. Yeah. I think that's the true words have never been spoken. And I mean, maybe there was just a lot of angst going around. I mean, this is the very first March madness we've had in the last two years. So I think maybe this guy was, he was obviously watching selection Sunday too. Maybe a little bit bummed out that Belmont didn't make the tournament, maybe drunk himself (laughs) into a stoop. I don't know what happened there, but Um, Enough with that. You know, I just I really I I can't even wait to get into this. I mean, we have, like I said, March Madness the first time in two years. And, you know, Selection Sunday was yesterday. I was actually on a plane. I missed it. But of course, I've caught up with the brackets and everything. And it looks like it's going to be a great tournament. And I'm just going to call it right out of the gate. I I love Illinois. I'm taking Illinois. I'm wasting no time. No one else is winning this thing. Illinois is going to run the table here. What do you think?
0: That's exciting. This is the first time we've actually had a chance to talk about this. And I 100% agree with you. Illinois is my team, my dog. I know I've been high on Iowa all uh, year, but recently they've shown me that they can't get it done. I think this Illinois basketball team is the most complete college basketball team we've seen since I don't even know when. They are outstanding in every category. And to me, it's not even going to be close. I have them winning the Natty by at least 15
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree anymore. And this is really interesting for me because as the listeners know, I am undefeated in 2021 for picking championships. So and again, it's usually for professional sports. So I'm not going to test my luck too much. But it's definitely another way to see if I'm right here. I mean, if Illinois comes down with this thing, I know it's not the beginning of the season. But you know, we got 68 teams here. If I was able to pick the one and you as well, if we're able to pick the one team out of 68 here, still pretty impressive. But you know, we're going to dive right into it. Um, the, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk with you today, Spaz, is just about the Dark Horses. I know you've loved the Dark Horses since we started. And unfortunately, I said ASU, I don't know what I was smoking, but a- I said ASU was going to be the Dark Horse to make a run. They obviously didn't make the tournament. They're dog shit. But, uh, you know, kind of talk to me about some of the Dark Horses that you see in this tournament. Well, as I
0: discussed last episode, I'm extremely high on Arkansas. I think this is a team that could win it all if uh, Illinois, something happens to them. But Note, I assume, is going to be the sixth man of the year. Something interesting about him is he averages more points than their starters, and uh, they have a really deep bench. They are outstanding at rebounding. They live and die by the three, which could ultimately hurt them. But I love this Arkansas team. They are in kind of the tougher side of the bracket, in my opinion. But I got a, a couple other ones. I have Wisconsin, a nine seed, who – you know, the Big Ten was extremely tough this year. They played very well in the Big Ten. I think they have an easier side of the bracket, and Wisconsin has an experience, so they could always be a dark horse. And my very last one is the herpes-riddled bitch, Sister team, <laughs> Norma Jean. I was waiting for it. That, so, loyal Chicago, they're 24-4. and four. I know Missouri Valley gets a lot of hate, but they did beat Drake twice. They lost Wisconsin and Richmond very early on. Ever since then, we had two losses – uh, they started three and two, like I said, but they've been winning these games by 20 or more. Even Drake, who was a ranked team, they beat them both twice, once by 27 points, I believe. And uh, the Missouri Valley title game was a 3P of the Drake rematch, and they beat him by 10. And that was a 17 game winning streak. I believe in uh, oil a lot. They have the number one defense in the country. And would you please tell me your dark horses?
1: Yeah. And so this, this is a really interesting one for me because I have one and it's, it's kind of, I guess, situational just because, you know, where they're placed at in the bracket is a very interesting spot and it's going to be a 10 seed Maryland. So again, you know, you think of a 10 seed making a deep run into this thing. It's like, okay, yeah, probably not. But you know, when we look at their first game, they're going to play UConn and obviously that's not the women's team. So they're going to win that game. And the next one is going to be, it's going to be between Alabama in Iona. And I'm going to talk about this game in a second, but let's just say, you know, if Alabama does win that Iona game, which obviously I think they will, but again, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Let's say they can sneak by Alabama, maybe Iona if Iona gets there. You know, then they're playing just on that other side of that bracket there. They're going to be playing what looks like, I mean, if, if all goes chalk on that side, it would be number three Texas, who I don't think is a very good team. If not, they could either be playing BYU, Michigan State, UCLA. Or Albi Christian. So, again, not, not great teams there. And again, with Maryland being in the Big Ten, they've played a really tough schedule. I think they got a really good squad. I could definitely see them making a run, especially into that Elite Eight. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be very situational on what happens within that Alabama game. And I guess let me just jump into that before we kind of talk about anything else. And it's so, as a lot of people know, Rick Bettino, the GOAT the goat with the uh, the Louisville tattoo. I don't know where he even has that probably on his ass, but um, he's actually the coach now for Iona. And so of course Iona got in at the 15 seed. They actually played a great season. They won their conference tournament. They punched their ticket and they're going to be heading to Alabama. We're not going to be heading to Alabama, but they're going to be playing Alabama. And like I said, I mean, this is March madness. Anything can happen. Let's say Iona gets it done. Let's say Rick Bettino works that works that magic gets it done I could see them, you know, obviously getting to the Sweet 16. Maryland would beat Iona. So, again, I, I could see anything happening. And then, obviously, to Elite Eight, I mean, a- anybody knows what could happen in the, in the Elite Eight. So, and, and,
0: and I want to jump in with the Iona talk because I followed this team. And I just solely based off Rick Bettino before that uh, he came, I honestly never even gave a fuck or heard of this team. But <laughs> uh, college basketball, as we all know, is a guards game. And when it comes to the tournament, a lot of the experienced players, like the upperclassmen, have more success historically. And uh, Asante Gist, the lead guard, he's a senior for Iona. Last year, he was averaging 4.2 points a game. This season, he's at 14 points a game, three rebounds, three uh, assists. This guy is absolutely dominant. Isaiah Ross, his brother in the guard position, he also stayed when Rick Pitino came. He's another guy. He's averaging nine more points than he was last season. I like Rick Pitino. I think he has that Italian mafia look. And he also wants to, oh, yeah. he wants to prove, Hey, you know, you guys shut me out. I'm in it for real. And I think he takes them at least one, two wins. And then he gets a bigger
1: uh, coaching position at a bigger school. Oh, absolutely. This is kind of like a Trojan horse situation. I mean, they, you see Iona get into the tournament and Rick Patino is kind of like the, the soldiers there. They're kind of inside of the, the Trojan horse, which is the Iona basketball team. And, and I mean, they're in, they're into the compound, they're into the complex, And so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? But definitely not going to say, you know, dump all your money on Iona to upset Alabama there. If I'm a betting man, which everybody knows I am, I'm going to take Alabama. But again, just kind of something to pay attention to there in the let me actually double. Yeah, it's going to be down there in the east region. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, And then something that I wanted to ask you are just some of the snubs. I mean, obviously, this is always the biggest topic of the year. I'm going to kick it off, and it's just with Michigan State. Everyone knows they got the bias for Michigan State, but how is this team a play-in game? I mean, it's pretty disrespectful to, for Michigan State to be a play-in game when you have teams like Syracuse who didn't get the play-in game. They're 1-7 in seven versus quad one teams. Um, but, again, I, I just – I don't know how Michigan State's that play-in game. And, you know, with me running my mouth, through, they'll probably get their ass kicked by UCLA. But, regardless, they shouldn't be a play-in game. Uh, Another big snub, actually, from my point of view here, too, and I know we actually talked about this off the podcast, and that's Mizzou. I mean, how the hell does Mizzou get the nine seed? They're going to play in Oklahoma, the eight seed. When they have seven quad one wins, they've beaten Arkansas, Illinois, Tennessee, and Alabama. I mean, these are top tier programs in this tournament. They've already beat them all and they get the nine seed. So those are the two big ones that doesn't really make sense to me. I think Mizzou, they're going to route Oklahoma, and I'm calling it right now, they're going to beat Gonzaga in that second round. So, again, those are my two biggest snubs. What about you? What do you have for the snubs of the tournament so far?
0: My biggest snub for the team that did not make it in is Memphis, and the reasoning is the American Athletic Conference is a two-big conference this year, and Houston obviously won the title, and they deserve to get in. So by default, they picked a second team, which is Wichita State. Memphis beat Wichita State by 20 points. Memphis was a 12-point dog to Houston last week, only lost by a heartbreaker buzzer beater three. And then this Sunday, excuse me, this Saturday, they were an eight-point favorite, only lost by three again. They are a better team than Wichita State. They have the number two defensive efficiency in the country. This Memphis team should have got in. But as far as seeding go, I have to agree with the Mizzou. I think that is ridiculous. Nine seed, way too high. I think Mizzou should be a 14 or 13 seed.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and so I, I guess kind of talking about just another team that I think is kind of snubbed here a little bit. And I'm not going to act like I know anything about this team, but it's Belmont. You know, I was looking at some of the big snubs for the tournament. And I didn't realize Belmont, they don't get in at a, after a 26-4 and season. And obviously they lost their conference tournament or else they would be an automatic bid, but they don't get in at 26 and four. Again, I know they don't play anybody, but how is that any different from Gonzaga? I mean, Gonzaga doesn't play anybody and they get in and I know they haven't lost a game, but who cares? I mean, 26 wins is 26 wins. If you're going to let all dog shit teams in at 26 wins, you got to let them all in. And Belmont kind of got the short end of the stick there. I mean, do you know anything about Belmont? Do you even know where they reside out of?
0: Yeah, they're out of Nashville, Tennessee, but uh, (laughs) I've actually toured their campus. It is a pretty decent team for what I can tell, but a lot of people compare Belmont to Drake. Now, another snub I have is St. Louis University. Now, they can technically still get in if a team, you know, would contract COVID and have to withdraw from the tournament. SLU would be the third option, but Uri Collins, he's a St. Louis native. He's their guard. Six foot, he plays extremely well on the wing. He is very spotty, though. He dropped 17 points March 5th against UMass. And then the very next day against St. Bonaventure, which is a team I'm high on, which we'll get into later, he only scored one. And I think if a SLU team does get in, let's say COVID happens, a team withdraws, I think SLU could make some noise. That's another snub on my end.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. And so I guess let me kind of switch it over and and start the uh, conversation for who got in that shouldn't be in. And I'm going to kick it off and I'm going to say Syracuse, like I said earlier with Michigan State somehow being that play in game, you know, we have Syracuse, like I said, one in seven versus those quad one teams. And I just it doesn't make sense to me. This Syracuse team hasn't beat anybody worth a shit. And obviously they sneak in, not only do they sneak in, but they avoid the play in. And they get the 11th seed. They're going to be playing San Diego State, the 6th seed in the first round. And this is—I mean, this is going to be an all-time route, if you ask me. I haven't really looked at the lines as of yet. I don't care what that San Diego State line is. I'm hammering it. I'm absolutely hammering it with everything that I have. Syracuse has no business being in this tournament. It's all about reputation. It's all about obviously the name Syracuse. They've already lost out on Duke. They've lost out on Kentucky not making the tournament. They can't lose another one with Syracuse. So that's obviously why they got in. But another one that I, I wanted to talk about that's, that shouldn't be in, it's Gonzaga. I mean, this team, seriously, I mean, this is <laughs> just – it's it's a dog shit program. I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to win this thing. They're not going to – I would be shocked if they make the Final Four. And, again, I, they, they are in the easiest – I think they're in the easiest, really division or I guess uh, segment there of the bracket. They're in the West. The two seed out of the West is Iowa. I know you're big on Garza and Iowa there, but we have through the three seed in that is going to be. Let me actually just double check here. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, the three seeds, Kansas. They're obviously going to obliterate them if they even get the chance. But like I said, I mean, we have if if Missouri does their job against Oklahoma. You know, I, I think Missouri is going to beat Gonzaga. Calling it right now, probably going to eat my words. Gonzaga is probably going to win it all. No, but... well,
0: let me hop in with the Gonzaga real quick. So an undefeated team's never won the t- tournament. Since the start of the tournament, there's only been one or two other one seeds that ever win it all. On top of that, Gonzaga, no bench. I've talked about that last episode. And also Suggs, yeah, he's a premier college basketball player, but he can't be playing the entire game hero ball. So, I'm also high on the fuck on Zaga train. But the team I think should not make it or should not be in it at all that did make it is Rutgers. What the hell are they doing in? I know, you know, for the storyline, they haven't made it in 30-some years. But this is a team who lost six games in a row. They lost to the Michigan State Spartans, who I'm not even a fan of. I'm not extremely sold on them yet either. They lost to MSU by 23 points. The only reason this team's in is they got an early win against Illinois by two. On a bullshit bad beat call, but they also lost to Nebraska by 21 points. This and that was not that long ago. That was about two weeks from the date ago. This Rutgers should, team should not be in the uh, March Madness tournament
1: at all. Yeah, they're another. They're definitely a dog shit team. I, again, you definitely got to take in consideration just the the, div, div, the division that they're in. Sorry, I'm stuttering there, but the division that they're in. Obviously, the Big Ten. It's a powerhouse, and I think you know they wanted to. Th- Throw everybody in the Big Ten that they could into this tournament just to make it a little bit more exciting, but yeah, Rutgers is dog shit. I mean, one in seven versus top twenty-five teams. They're ten and ten in the Big Ten. You know, they actually they allow the opponents to score more. They their opponents' points per game is going to be seventy, and they only score sixty-eight point two per game. So obviously, going to get a route there. I mean, I have to admit, I'm not huge on Clemson either, and that's who the Rutgers are going to play. You could see the Rutgers kind of sneak around here for a little bit maybe hang in that game, maybe even win that game. But regardless, I don't like the Rutgers. Uh, I don't really have anyone else that shouldn't be in. Um, I I don't know if you had anyone else to add to that list of programs that somehow snuck into the the tournament this year.
0: No, I just wanted to talk about some round one upsets. Who do you think is going to be the hot Cinderella?
1: Yeah, and this one, see, this is going to be my favorite segment because, I mean, this one is so up in the air. Obviously, nobody knows what the big upsets are going to be. And I mean, man, I was really racking my brain this week or I guess really in the last 24 hours about where the big upsets going to come from. Obviously, we have the five and the 12. Everybody knows that, you know, in the last 40 years, there's been 50 12 seeds to beat a five seed. So it happens at least once a year. And, you know, my personal pick on that one, I, you know, I love Georgetown here. Obviously everyone knows Georgetown is probably the hottest team in this, in this tournament. They just won the conference tourney. They're playing Colorado. Who's a bad team. Colorado actually just lost their conference tourney. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I was really racking my brain on trying to find the bigger upset, maybe like a 14 three somewhere, but I just couldn't find it. I just could not find it anywhere. I, I don't know if you picked up on any of those, those high seeds, maybe getting knocked out early.
0: As far as the high seeds, I'm still, you know, doing my research and due diligence. I'll have some more uh, decision on that later tonight, but a 512 seed, as we know, are all uh, victorious and notorious as they are usually, you know, every single year there's at least one or two, but I kind of like this Winthrop team. and you know, there's a few reasons the Eagles are in the big South and they are 23 and one. And a lot of people talk shit on the big South saying it's a garbage league, a garbage conference, but Chandler Vandrum is one of the best mid-major, mid-major players in the country. He was the player of the year in the conference. He averages 14 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists. This guy is a dog. He's just one of three players at the D1 level averaging 12, 7, and 8. And I think that Villanova is not playing very well, especially uh, as of lately. And I think this Winthrop team could knock them out early. I also like uh, – Bon, the Bonnies, say Bonaventure Bonnies. it's not a, necessarily an upset, but I think they can make some noise in this tournament.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And I guess, I mean, like I said, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but that Iona, 15-seeded Iona going against Alabama. And, again, I, I love Alabama. I think they're a great team. But, again, I, I would love to see Iona at least upset someone, do something. I mean, it's really throwing a wrench in my bracket in that East Division – in that okay. East Conference there.
0: Let me ask you a question. Which three seed would you be most surprised if they were to oh.
1: lose? Yeah, sorry. I think uh, Michael Vick's at my door. But um, <laughs> I, it's, it's interesting. I mean, again, we're looking at the three seeds here. You know, we have Texas, who, like I said, isn't the greatest three seed of all time. Uh, you know, I, I guess if I had to pick any one of them to go down, I would say Texas. You know, we have, you know, I know you're big on Arkansas. I'm not crazy about Arkansas, but they're playing fucking Colgate. They're playing, they're, they're, I mean, they're literally playing a toothpaste. So I don't think (laughs) there's really anything to be worried about there. And then, I mean, really, you know, Kansas, I think they're one of the strongest teams right now heading into the tournament. So really other than, than Texas and maybe Arkansas, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't see any of the big, the big upsets. I mean, do you see any, any three seed going down early?
0: I could see Texas losing for a few reasons. Now, Greg Brown, he was the number one recruit out of high school. Uh, and everyone thought this guy was going to be the next D Rose, the next LeBron. This guy's averaging about two and a half points a game. He's very bad. And it's an in state rivalry. Abilene Christian is a school in Texas. They only have four losses. This is a team that can believe in themselves. To win their conference tournament, and I bet on them. They're a minus 1,200 favorite to win a conference tournament. This is a very hot Abilene Christian team. And if I had to choose a three seed, I would say Texas loses. And I am sorry because I know we have a lot of fans in Austin.
1: You know what? Fuck it. You sold me on it. I officially, I'm um, horns down. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. You know, I think Texas is going to lose this game now. And I was actually just looking here, too. It looks like, Ab- is Abilene Christian? Is that how you say it? Yes it looks like they actually have one of the best defenses. They only allow, they allow a little over 60 points per game from their opponents. There's a lot to be said for that around tournament time, assuming they can shoot the ball. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I could see Texas definitely going down there, but you know, I, I guess just looking at this first round overall, what are some of your favorite games at least to watch? I mean, at least to kind of sit down, have a beer, maybe not get hit by a drunk driver. If that's, <laughs> if that's what you're into, but you know, what, what are your favorite games for the first round?
0: My favorite game so far is going to be LSU-St. Bonaventure, and I know a lot of people aren't even going to watch that or even know those two teams were playing, but I, St. Bonaventure has really sold me as a contender. I think they're a sweet 16 team, so I will be uh, watching those. Also, Arkansas versus Toothpaste. I think this Colgate team's underrated. I think this game's going to come down <laughs> to a buzzer. They're you know Keep in mind, they're 14-1, only played 15 games. Bullshit conference, but – Every opening weekend or week of March Madness, every time in the round of 64, there's about four or five games that come down to a buzzer beater. I'm saying this is one of the teams that comes down to it. And my very last one, and I know a lot of people are going to laugh and I'm dead serious, it's going to be Houston, Cleveland State. I hate this Houston team. Cleveland State made me a bunch of money. They won their conference tournament. And Houston's not a good two seed, very strong to me. And I just want to see uh underdog win and
1: this is going to be my underdog game that I watch oh no I love it I I mean that's that's going to be a good one to watch and just while you were talking about that I actually you know I was thinking you know what maybe just because you know it's called Colgate it's the toothpaste you know maybe they have a chance against Arkansas because I was also like I said I was looking up something here and Arkansas actually has the 44th out of 50 ranked um, hygiene they're they're ranked 44th out of 50 in hygiene so you you know there's a lot to be said for this and this is the kind of stuff you have to look for it is March it's going to be madness so there there could be kind of a kryptonite kind of thing going on there I'm not sure we're going to have to watch and find out but some of the games that I definitely want to watch just any of the play-in games obviously just going to be excited to watch tournament basketball again Uh, definitely Drake versus Wichita State I think that's going to be a great game I would love to see Drake win that game not only just because I love Drake, I love the name Drake. They're named after – they're actually named after the rapper Drake. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, um, no, that's actually a complete yeah, lie. a
0: lot of fans in Des Moines, Iowa, Drake, <laughs> I can confirm.
1: <laughs> but um, I think that's going to be a good game. And then, obviously, too, the Michigan State-UCLA play-in game. There, there's definitely going to be some good play-in games, but on top of that, just any of that five twelve matchup, those games are just absolute – I mean, that, to me, is the definition of March Madness, is those 5-12 matchups. Cause you'll have some dude, you know, let's say some just crazy shit happens. And like, let's say all 12 seeds win. And there's going to be some dude on Twitter. He's like, Oh, I had them all. I had them all. Like my, my bracket's perfect. Every single year there's something like that. And you know, he's probably got like 9,000 brackets. I mean, me and you, we used to do this pretty much every single year. We'd look at who's leading for the ESPN bracket challenge. And it would have some guy who's got like Winthrop winning it all. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see those cats come out of the woodwork in the next couple of weeks. But another big one that I want to see is just that Georgia tech Loyola Chicago game. Obviously not only just to see that old herpes lady, if she's even <laughs> still around, but just to see Loyola Chicago get their fucking, you know, asses kicked. I, I think Georgia tech is going to rout Loyola Chicago in that game. I think that may actually kill that old lady. If you know, if they beat them too, too bad, but Um, Other than that, I think Virginia Tech, Florida is going to be a good one. And then, you know, then we get into the exciting stuff. Round two, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. And then we're off and running. I mean, before we know it, this thing's going to be over and we're going to be like, wow, that was that was fast. It seems like that happens every single year. But those are those are definitely my games to watch. Is there anything else um, on, on top of just games to watch that you wanted to talk about in relation to the first round?
0: Yeah, I got a bold prediction, Uh, not necessarily first round, but I believe the only one seed that is going to make it to the lead is Illinois. I think Baylor is in a very competitive side of the bracket. A lot of people think it's the shittiest part, but Purdue or Arkansas or Wisconsin could easily knock them off. We don't believe in Gonzaga. We've already established that. In Michigan, everyone's so high on them. I know you've been talking shit about them on the podcast before. But this is a team that could lose to Alabama or Maryland. So I'm going to make a bold prediction now. Illinois is the only one seed to make it to the Elite Eight. And, uh, no, excuse me, to win to make it to the Final Four, I think the Elite Eight's too harsh. I could see Baylor potentially making it to the Elite Eight. But I wanted to let everyone know to lock in Illinois winning it all. We can both confirm that. And as far as a first-round upset lock, I got VCU number 10 over number
1: 7 Oregon. Oh, I like that. I absolutely like that. And it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I haven't had the most time in the world to officially pick my bracket out and give you my final four or anything like that. But on my very first go around, like I said, I didn't really do too much due diligence here, but just looking at my current final four, um, I'm actually the exact opposite of you. I have three one seeds in, I got Michigan, Baylor, Illinois. And then I have Kansas because Gonzaga is actually not even They're actually they're considered not a real one seed in my opinion. So they're there's really actually no one seed out of the West. So, but I definitely have Kansas out of the West there. Um, the only one seed not to make it. And it's just so hard to tell. I mean, I feel like I do this every year and there's only like one or two that make it every single year. So I'm probably going to get butchered on that, but do you have your final four picked out yet? Or are you still working on the bracket?
0: Gun to my head. I'll just go off top. And, uh, I don't actually have it yet, but I'm going to go Illinois, obviously. I mean, how can you not? Right. And then then I have Alabama. I have
1: Arkansas. And I have Iowa. See, I like that. I think that just with the seeding, that sounds better. Because when I look at my final four and I see three ones, I just, I don't know. I mean, we talked all about the podcast all year long about how it's going to be chalk, chalk, chalk. But I don't know. I mean, I just, I like to see a two in there, a three in there. And for me, I got three, one seeds. So I don't know. We'll definitely see how it plays out. Like I said, I haven't done all my due diligence yet, but again, just excited for fucking the tournament to the tournament to be back. I mean, two years, I, I don't think I could ever go another two years without March madness. Just glad it's back. Is there, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about on the podcast today?
0: Yeah, we have a March madness giveaway. If you guys want to join our tournament, we are going to tweet out the link. The winner of it will receive $50 and uh stay tuned for more giveaways we appreciate all the listeners listener of the week goes to austin riley from this can't be a real town panthersville montana <laughs> <laughs> Shout
1: that's out to i austin. think so. that's that's got to be fake is that even a real there's no well if they even have that is a real city? Yeah, the no way he, they have internet right
0: yeah he slid in the dms you're gonna win
1: a 25 dollar brovada player transfer Jeez. I mean, do we got to be fair? We should be nice. He's probably like on city council or something there. So we should probably be nice. All seven people that are in that town, but great for you. And yeah, like, like uh, spaz was saying, you know, we're going to be doing um, the ESPN tournament challenge just with everyone involved, all of our followers, listeners, people like that. So definitely keep an eye out for our Twitter. It's going to be a free $50. So you don't have to buy in anything. It's just a free $50 to the winner of the tournament. So keep an eye out for that. Obviously you can look for that on our Twitter. At Bad Beats Podcast or at Lock In Bets, but other than that, until next guy, next time, guys, enjoy it. I mean, enjoy the tournament. It's going to be amazing. It's back. It's finally back. So enjoy it.